The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good day, and welcome to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis. PR Insider is brought to you by www.us.cision.com, whose world-famous Bacon's Media Database is updated more than 10,000 times per day. Take your PR to the next level. Now, here's your host, Maureen Kettis. Welcome to PR Insider. I'm your host, Maureen Kettis, and I'm so glad that you tuned in to get away from the whole Michael Jackson (laughs) media frenzy. Um, you're listening to Voice America Radio Network's business channel, and we are sponsored by Cision, which was formerly Bacon's Media. You can visit them at Cision.com. Thanks for tuning in again. Um, I have two guests today, which I'm very excited about. Um, the first calls herself the impression engineer. As a 20-year hospitality and hotel sales executive, Dallas Teague Snyder is a speaker and trainer of business etiquette and international protocol, and she's the author of Professionally Polished Business Etiquette Savvy for Today's Competitive Market. And you can find her website at www.makeyourbestimpression.com. Welcome, Dallas. Hi, Maureen. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be with you and your audience today. Oh, she is so perfectly polite. I have to learn from you. (laughs) And our second guest, uh, Miss Jill Lublin, is a popular international speaker who teaches a powerful publicity network networking and how to be influential techniques. And she's the CEO of a a strategic consulting firm, Promising Promotion. Um, She has her own TV program called Messages of Hope and a nationally syndicated radio show herself called Do the Dream. Um, And she's also a published um, author um, with uh, The Networking Magic, which rose to number one on Barnes & Noble charts for three weeks. It was one of her books. That's amazing. And Guerrilla Publicity, the PR Bible, as we all know. Thank you and welcome, Jill. Well, thank you. I'm delighted to be here, too. So, first of all, before we get started on, I have a million questions, and I have a million pet peeves on manners and etiquette and all that. Before we get started, I want to find out how the two of you know each other. Well, uh, should I start with that story, Jill? Absolutely, Dallas. Thank you. Okay. Well, it was a very, very cold day in Alabama, Maureen. In fact, we had snow, and it was a Saturday that Jill had flown in, wheelchair and all. She actually came, she she had hurt herself, but committed to coming to the National Speakers Association Alabama chapter, and her gracious efforts basically brought us together. She said one very valiant question, which was, who has a book in them? And of course, my hand immediately goes up. Uh, this is a book that is actually still in process right now, kind of my personal story. We all have overcome something, but that really led us to work together, and we have been working together um, this past year. And not only do I think Jill is a phenomenal professional, but I consider her a great friend. Oh, nice. And what what's an example of something you worked on together maybe this year that we would... Well, you know, basically, my professionally polished book that is uh, available to pre-order right now and will be in store shortly is quite frankly, something that I'd always had a passion to do, but Jill really helped me streamline. You know, it's really all in who you know, and every one of us is worth 10,000 contacts. 
So building relationships and building bridges certainly helps streamline things from dreams to reality. Mm-hmm. And Jill, you're, um, you must have inspired a lot of people because I know you teach seminars and you have one coming up this weekend in Los Angeles. Can you tell our listeners about that? Sure. I do crash courses in publicity, which actually was the first thing Dallas took with me, and then we ended up consulting together, which has been a delightful experience. And, um, yes, I teach crash courses in publicity all around the nation, uh, Los Angeles, July 14th, and San Francisco, July 16th. I'm going to be in Nashville. I will be in Dallas, Texas. I'll be in Vancouver, Canada, all across the nation and into Canada. So these are wonderful courses that... If you tell me you heard it on Maureen's show, I'm going to give you a really super-duper <laughs> price and let you bring a friend for free. So these are courses where you actually write your press release and do your announcements and message and bio, all of the, all of the tools that you need to really create PR. So you get a, um, uh, some newbies in there, but for seasoned um, veterans, like you know someone like Dallas, what, what do they get out of your seminars? Well, uh, first of all, it doesn't matter. I've had people who've been in PR business for 25 years take my course because what what happens is I'll give you a fresh approach and a focus Mm -hmm. for rethinking what you're doing and what your message is now to be able to take yourself out in a much higher level in a new way. Plus, everything has changed in our business. Absolutely. With all the media, it's just sort of overwhelming. I think a lot of people are overwhelmed. But one thing I've gotten out of this show is, interacting with other publicists for the first time and I think it's opened a really great dialogue and it's been great for me because I I get fresh ideas just by talking to wonderful people like you. (laughs) Absolutely. It makes a big difference and the truth is, you know, we all need to stay fresh and current like anything and I think uh, every time you're learning, I mean, I'm a constant learner. I take seminars all the time and invest in myself. It's important to stay current and stay up and stay part of what's happening in the world. So you're you're doing really well in this economy, Jill, and, and, and you attribute a lot of that to sort of free, low-cost, get-notice techniques. Do you have some that you can share with us? Well, I will tell you, publicity is the best low-cost strategy there is. It's recession-proof, and the reality is when you're in the media, the good news is it's completely free. So one of the things I really encourage you to do is start looking at how you can fit in to the story. I mean, you and I both know, but let's also tell our listeners that realistically, unfortunately, PR or the media is fear-based, and they rely on scaring people. So, you know, they're they're creating a lot of fear around the economy right now, and guess what? I'm out there all the time. I've been in Tampa on CBS. I've been in Sacramento on ABC TV. I've been in San Francisco on, on uh, ABC also. And you know what I'm talking about? How to market in a down economy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have different people talking about, like, uh, the other day I was speaking in front of a group of organizers, and one of the organizers took one of my tips and now is going to be on the air talking about how to stay sane in today's economy, right, Mm -hmm. which I think Dallas does a little of too. So you want to always be focused on what is the trend today. So, for instance, I have a health coach right now I'm working with. He's got a book out, uh, two books actually, and so with the whole Michael Jackson uh, terrible death, what we have him talking about because he's really anti-doctors and really all about prevention and health. And so I got him going out saying, listen, you know, all these doctors are on and being on, under the microscope let's ne- right now. Let's get you out there talking about how, about prevention, talking about health, talking about how doctors told you you were going to be dead at 49 and now you're 73 and vital and telling people how to stay healthy. So, you know, I, you want to look at what you're good at and where you can fit into the news. So if something happens in the news, 
get out there. If you can fit in, and I think everyone can to this, we'll call it uh, down economy or, you know, how to be whatever, uh, with Dallas, how to be polite in today's economy, well, right? Yeah, yeah really, you know, how, how to set yourself apart from everyone else that's vying for the same job, you know, how to be competitive, how to uh, avoid being a victim and be victorious. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dallas, how did you, because um, we're going to get more into your, into your book and manners and all that, because I think it, it infiltrates all of our businesses um, and all business in general, but how did you come up with that as your thing? You know, how, why was etiquette your thing? Where did well, that come from? Yeah, Maureen, my story is like many of your stories. Uh, it didn't provide me with the background of basic etiquette skills. And growing up, we all have our, our own things we have to bear. And, and for me, the first job that I got to go help my mother pay bills was the fact that, um, you know, I got it because I knew how to mop floors. So that was the criteria back then. And it served me well, I guess. That was when, you know, McDonald's, you got great service in McDonald's. But bottom line, I realized at a very early age in my life, just due to other circumstances, mental illness and things like that, that, that flowed through my family, that if I was going to do something, I was going to have to make it happen for myself, you know, that I could not expect someone to do anything for me, and that if I wanted a life different than I had, then I was going to fi- have to find ways to, to better myself. And even though, let me say, I, I, I think I was always had a, 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 a sense of manners, but I wasn't really taught the, the difference in what was appropriate and what was not appropriate, I should say. Where did you see, but what inspired the actual, you know, did you see bad behavior? Did you see... I mean, obviously, the mopping the floors got you motivated to do something with your life. But what, what, why was it uh, etiquette that inspired? You? Oh, okay, I understand the question. Well, as you know, as as you just mentioned, said uh, recently said that I have 20 years in hospitality. So what I have found, actually working representing uh, cities and working in conventions and meetings and hotels in general, that the lack of service is something that is in the forefront today. Mm-hmm. It's almost something I hear readily that people will say, um, you know. If the bad service is just uh, just the way that it is, and that we accept that, I actually was speaking at an organization recently, and someone said, "Why do you think that businesses don't get it?" And I said, "Well, I think they're starting to get it. When you have an economy, and this goes back to what Jill was saying, when you have an economy that people are looking where they're spending their money more carefully, they're being more discretionary about their dollars. Uh, I mean, where they're spending their dollars, they're thinking, you know, I've got." less money, discretionary money to spend, where am I going to spend that? They're going to spend it where they're being treated with kindness and courtesy. Mm-hmm. So I really think it's a business issue, but I just got so um, sick in my heart about the lack of courtesy and respect that we have throughout our nation, not only for um, the person that's checking us out at the counter, but for the person driving um, next to us in the car. Right. I think, I mean, I think that's, that's, that's true everywhere. And I think the young people... <laughs> you know, the young people that maybe uh, didn't have it hard in the beginning and, and uh, don't know how to behave, I find that when I've uh, hired people or, you know, people come in to, to get a job with me and they just have no concept about how to act. And I think also um, it's interesting because, uh, you know, the whole emailing, texting has uh, has opened up and cell phone usage mm-hmm. has opened up a whole new set of rules and I want to get into that as well. Um and um, Jill, you have this slogan, connecting people and business. 
Is that your slogan? That's actually mine. Oh, that's your slogan. Okay, sounds like Dallas. I just want to. I need to say one thing. Having worked with Dallas over the past year, is she really walks her talk? She's polite. She's kind. She's gracious. She looks to always see how she can help and support people. She's always, you know, thanking you and and being right there. So, I mean, that this is a woman who really walks her talk, and to me, that that really says a lot about who somebody is. And what do and Jill, what is your impression of of why? that etiquette helps business overall? Well, let's put it this way. You know, I have many clients, and Dallas is, is one of my favorites. Why? Because she's so great to work with. I mean, even as a business owner, right, we work with people. We have day-to-day relationships with people. And so to be able to consider a client, not only really look forward to the time you spend with them, but also be grateful for the friendship and the interchange and the interaction, uh, the support of each other regardless of, you know, the, the actual session, that's always present with somebody like Dallas. And to me, that makes such a huge difference. Wonderful. Well, we yes. are getting rudely interrupted by the music to have to go to break. So I'm going to... Take a break right here. I'm your host, Maureen Kettis, and uh, stay tuned because we will come back with our wonderful guests, Dallas Teague Snyder and Jill Lublin. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Webster's Dictionary defines a vertex as the highest point, the summit. The word vertex is derived from Latin, meaning to turn or to spin. If you have a product or service that needs exposure to a desired marketplace, shouldn't the idea be to reach the summit? To turn the tide of public opinion in your favor? To put some positive spin on so that success is in your future? If you run a major corporation and pay for expensive in-house public relations services, or if you're working from home yet need to know how to promote your new product or service, or if you fall somewhere in between, Vertex Communications, a public relations firm, is here to turn the tide on public opinion for you and your product. Vertex Communications, helping you communicate to the Vertex. Contact Vertex Communications at VertexPR.com to get an honest, straightforward assessment of your PR profile and a plan that will work for you, not against you. That's V-E-R-T-E-X-P-R.com. Communicate to the Vertex. What would you do if you knew that you could not fail? The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Vasily is a radio forum for some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Dr. Pat brings together and introduces visionary scientists and futurists, environmentalists, educators, business leaders, inventors, filmmakers, authors, artists, mystics, and healers who inspire and support individual and collective growth and positive cultural shifts. This award-winning radio show empowers the listening community to be the change they want to see in the world. Tune in every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific for the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile, radio to thrive by. Decisions Communication Intelligence allows organizations to tell their story effectively. Whether they're speaking to TV networks or social networks, the company's Cision Point web platform integrates the world-class Bacon's Media Database with global media monitoring and analysis services. It gives communications professionals the tools they need to optimize their performance and build corporate and brand reputation. Find us on the web at www.us.cision.com. That's us.cision.com. 
T-I-S-I-O-N.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Listening to PR Insider with your host Maureen Kettis, brought to you by Cision on the web at us.cision.com. Maureen and her guests would love to hear from you during the live show. Please call in to 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. You can also email your questions to be addressed on the show. Send your email to Maureen at prinsider.biz. That's Maureen at prinsider.biz. Now, back to the show. Welcome back again. I'm your host, Maureen Kettis, and I've been talking with uh, Dallas Teague Snyder, and you can find her on uh, the web at makeyourbestimpression.com, and Miss Jill Lublin, and you can find her at jilllublin.com. Both of them fabulous authors. Uh, Dallas has professionally polished business etiquette savvy for today's competitive market, which is coming out soon. And Jill has authored uh, a few books, and one of them, Networking Magic, which was uh, number one on Barnes and Noble for three weeks. I just can't get over that. And Guerrilla Publicity. Uh, welcome back, ladies. All right. Thank you very much. So I want to <laughs> I want to get into the nitty gritty of manners. Okay. <laughs> my mother's always getting on me about my uh, terse language. And uh, <laughs> so, so she's listening. So we're, we're gonna we're gonna get a lesson today. Let's talk about some of the new, um, you know, relatively new in this uh, last few decades, um, the advent of cell phones. Um, yes, the the ever twenty uh, four hour a day availability of cell phones. Interestingly enough, I actually did a seminar yesterday on golf etiquette, and it's amazing. The one place that people expect manners to apply in today's society is the golf course. Mm-hmm. But yet we find this cell phone issue invading the golf course as well, and isn't that a shame? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, you know, Maureen, cell phones, they bring an entirely different scenario. Uh, it's interesting. Have you ever been at dinner, the dinner table with someone, and all of a sudden they get a call, and you're in the middle of conversation, but they look down, they even if they, even if they're checking their phone, all of a sudden you feel like you're not important. Right. And, you know, what does that say? Exactly that, that you're not important. So uh, I think cell phones are just, it's really an excuse. We're not that important. Um and what I mean by that is that, you know, life did exist before we answered a phone every time it rang. Right. And I do think there are emergencies. And so there are definitely guidelines that people need to adhere to, guidelines such as, you know, put your, put, you know, put your cell phone on vibrate mm-hmm. um, or put it on silent when you're in the meeting with someone. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly it's a shame you have to go to a movie theater now and people will say, you know, it's, it's expensive to go to a movie these days. Everything is more expensive. So, um, you know, we don't need to interrupt anyone else by being disrespectful. So it's really about awareness. So you go uh, into a meeting and it's okay to, to turn your phone off for the duration of the meeting and then turn it and then go check your messages when you get out of the meeting. Yes, that absolutely. And you know, and at the meeting you've got breaks. So, you know, if you're in a meeting there's a keynote session and Jill, I'm sure she can talk about this as a speaker as well. You know, if you're a speaker and someone's phone is going off or um someone's 
you know, has a laptop and they're looking at it and things of that nature while you're speaking, that's just disrespectful. There's a time and a place to do all that. And when you have breaks in between the sessions, that's the time to go and check return phone calls and, you know, um, that sort of thing. Okay. And what about when the call gets dropped? I have my own personal rule. I want to see if I'm on target. My personal rule is if you're in the middle of a conversation, you lose reception, the call gets dropped, um, and then you try to call the other person back and you're both uh, calling and then you can't. You get to the voicemail. Right. So um, I've done a thing. I've, I've said to all my friends, whoever generated the phone call to begin with is the person who should redial. Absolutely. You are correct. Okay. Yeah, your mom will be very proud. <laughs> um, that's exactly right. The person who initiates the call is the one who should call back just as well as the person who initiates the call is the one who should end the call. What does that mean? You should say... Well, in other words, you know, you should close the call. If you've called someone and um, uh, and and that person then the call is coming to a close, then it's really your responsibility to to close the call. Okay. Yeah. Um, and how about putting people on hold when you get a call waiting? What's the etiquette on that? Well, first and foremost, uh, if you are doing an, if you have a phone call that you want don't want to be disturbed, I think it's always best to dial your star seven zero so you're blocking the call waiting for the duration of that call. And, in fact, that's what I would recommend for everyone to do. There's nothing worse than to get a beep in the in the middle of a conversation. Right. Again, what's being said is you're not important. Can you please hold? Right. You know, the, I know when I'm calling a doctor's office or, or think about if you had to call 911 and they said, uh, hold please before they even spoke to you. And you're like, no, I'm dying. I cannot hold. Okay. You know, so um, just the whole fact of call waiting, I think when you're in business, you need to, to take that extra effort to be conscientious to not be interrupted during that call. Now, Jill, you um, are you Twittering these days? I am Twittering, although I have some support with it, meaning someone helps me actually do it. Okay. And and do you is there etiquette for Twittering? Do you have your own personal etiquette, Jill? And then I want to I want to hear from Dallas on that too. Um, my own etiquette is just to be able to respond to people who Twitter me mm-hmm. and uh, support them. And the other truth is, I am not going to Twitter every day about what I drank for breakfast. You know, <laughs> it's uh, to me that's almost like a waste of my time. And to be honest, I don't love that. I don't love that in social networking at all. Twitter about things that are happening in your life that are important, um, ways you can support and help people. But I really don't want to know what people are having for breakfast or that they're on their way to their mom's house or whatever. I just think we, we're going a little overboard on that piece of it. That's just my two cents what on if, it. What if someone wants to follow you who either you don't know or don't like? Uh, I guess that's their right in the sense that, frankly, you know, it's a free country, but I don't necessarily have to respond. Mm-hmm. Dallas, what's your what's uh, your uh, etiquette take on on twittering? Well, I think that um, I think that Twitter is an interesting tool. And like Jill, I don't personally believe in putting every little thing that you do on a, on a you know on a device like that. I think that's you know we're very accessible and with Google and so much people can find out what they want to know about you so I think there's two rules to that I think if you're using Twitter as a business tool then you want to use it as a business tool I think there's some people out there that do post things like Jill's talking about that aren't really relevant that aren't important that kind of um, that that make the tool more personal but that's probably their mindset Mm -hmm. I think if you're in business and you're using Twitter that you know you can connect with people that have like interests uh, and um, it's 
someone does follow you and you see that you guys can have a way you can potentially work together, I believe that networking capability is certainly something that uh, is a great avenue that we didn't have before. I have actually two. Uh, I have a Twitter page. It's my handle's called Etiquette Gal because uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like that's really kind of my personality. Yeah. Uh, I want to make it fun for everybody, not stuffy. Uh-huh. And so uh, that, to me, that's a way to get a message out in a broader sense. Okay. And then, um, what about um, you know Facebook? Because I'm I'm bad about uh, you know checking my Facebook and responding right away. It might take me. I don't. You know, some people use Facebook like they use their email. Right, and I don't check it all the time. Am I rude if I it takes me a week to respond to somebody who wants to Facebook share with me? Uh, rude? That might be a very strong, strong word for that. I don't think you're rude. I think you're busy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I know I'm busy. Yeah, I don't think so. Now, does your Facebook when that somebody wants to be, friend you? Does it come into your email, or do you have to actually physically go to Facebook? Um. Uh, no, it comes into my email, but I don't always have time to, uh, you know, respond right away. I do, I do, I will respond at some point. It may take me a week to get yeah. it. To, yeah. Like I, I sort of put my Facebook um, to-do list in a separate place in my brain and get to it like sort of, you know, on a weekend or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I would say is that as long as you're responding to people, you might, you know, when you're responding back to them, you may just say, thanks for the invite, uh, you know, just I don't think people really expect you to immediately respond, you know, because you can ignore them as well. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you're responding is good. Um, are these people that are asking you to be friends that are business acquaintances or actually real friends? Both. Oh, Both. okay. Yeah. 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 I would just, you know, they know you're a busy person, and as long as you're getting back to them. Now, if somebody says to you, you know, hey, it took you too long to get back to me, then maybe I would respond to them and say, sorry, I'm busy. You're lucky. I can't respond. Accepted you as a friend, no, but um, you know I don't really know that there's a certain rule about Facebook right now. Okay. Um, and, then, and then Jill and and, and Dallas too. Um, uh, we all use emailing, and especially in PR, we use emailing a lot to reach out to media. Jill, do you have some personal um, rules on emailing, uh, especially for pitches to media? Yeah. Well, my general rule on email is please keep it short. You know, I have to tell you, one of my coaches sent out a sent out a, a basic uh, follow my rules, and you know what he said? I want one to two line emails. We're busy. Right. I, I have to tell you, when people start writing me a paragraph, I, right. I know two things. Number one, not enough's happening in their life. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I just I don't have time to filter through everything. Right. And that's and, what websites are for. You link them to the person. If they're interested in your two to f- three to five sentences, just link them to the website, and they can find out all. Exactly. And, you know, if it's a very specific question, pick up the phone and call me. That's just me. Now, some people really like email and want to communicate entirely through that. I'm feeling like we could have answered this in five minutes versus an email exchange back and forth. Right. A lot of confusion. Yeah, for me. Now, so my general rule is keep it short. Right. And, you know, I'm a very warm and personable person, and my emails are short and to the point, you know. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, I almost sometimes feel, uh, this doesn't quite reflect, honestly, my total personality, and it's okay. I've just learned to make peace with it because realistically I don't want to be reading long emails, and it's just too much. I think it's too much for people. Well, we're going to have to take a break in a couple seconds here, but what um, I want to talk about when we get back is a little bit more about emailing and texting because I think we're using it a lot, and I want to talk about how we abbreviate and text and is that okay and all that stuff, and then I want to get into the nitty-gritty of the PR, um, some of your PR business, both of you. 
So we will be right back after a word from our sponsor. This is your host, Maureen Kedis, and we've been listening to Jill Lublin from JillLublin.com and Dallas Teague Snyder from MakeYourBestImpression.com. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. Are you tired of the government squandering your tax dollars on bailouts and overpaid bureaucrats? On Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Mike Beitler and his guests explain why big government regulations are the problem and innovative businesses and free markets are the solution. Listen to Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Thursday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. Webster's Dictionary defines a vertex as the highest point, the summit. The word vertex is derived from Latin, meaning to turn or to spin. If you have a product or service that needs exposure to a desired marketplace, shouldn't the idea be to reach the summit? To turn the tide of public opinion in your favor? To put some positive spin on so that success is in your future? If you run a major corporation and pay for expensive in-house public relations services, or if you're working from home yet need to know how to promote your new product or service, or if you fall somewhere in between, Vertex Communications, a public relations firm, is here to turn the tide on public opinion for you and your product. Vertex Communications, helping you communicate to the Vertex. Contact Vertex Communications at VertexPR.com to get an honest, straightforward assessment of your PR profile and a plan that will work for you, not against you. That's V-E-R-T-E-X-P-R.com. Communicate to the Vertex. Technology is changing the way we live our lives and how we do business. On CIO Talk Radio, we talk about the benefits of technology and the great things it allows us to do, as well as its risks. Heard every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, Sunjo Gall interviews business leaders and other experts that are shaping the way we use technology. To learn more about the show, visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Keep up with the changing world of technology and listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjo Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Business. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Listening to PR Insider with your host Maureen Kettis, brought to you by Cision on the web at us.cision.com. Maureen and her guests would love to hear from you during the live show. Please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also email your questions to be addressed on the show. Send your email to Maureen at prinsider.biz. That's Maureen at prinsider.biz. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. I've been speaking with Dallas Teague Snyder, and you can find her at MakeYourBestImpression.com, and uh, Jill Lublin, and you can find her at Jill Lublin. That's L-U-B-L-I-N.com. Welcome back to the show, ladies. Thank you. 
So we're, we're going to talk a little bit more about this etiquette topic because I could go on for hours on this one. Um, and then we, I want to get into sort of the, the PR end of, of both of your businesses. So um, let's talk a little bit about emailing and texting. Is it okay to um, abbreviate, not use capitals, use incorrect uh, punctuation uh, in, in email? Let's start with email. No. <laughs> Even with friends? No. I, no, it's not okay ever. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I just got, was that a I got no? I didn't quite hear you. <laughs> yes, no. Um, it's interesting. I had an intern this spring in an entrepreneurial class, and she was attending a uh, seminar with me. And so she was running late, and um, I didn't know if she was going to show or not. So, of course, I proceeded to do what I needed to do. And uh, when she got there, she said, oh, well, I texted you. And I said, Christina, I said, you look great. You're, you know, you're, you're dressed appropriately. I said, I don't have text. And she said, Oh, but you so look like a texter. And I said, Oh, I'm so not. Um, you know, I don't have text on my phone for the very reason that, number one, I don't have time to text. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, it's inappropriate, uh, in a business setting because you, uh, you know, we are losing, uh, the skill of spelling and of proper language. Mm-hmm. And when, when these, Folks are doing this texting and they're using all these acronyms or, or laugh out louds. You have, to or, speak, you have to speak text in order to text. Yes, exactly. So what happens is you're speaking in these, this language that not everyone understands, but in a business setting it is not appropriate at all. Well, I do think if you are going to use text that there should be some rules. Um, and that is make sure that the person received your text. Yes, absolutely. Well, I find, I mean, I use texting all the time for friends, but I find for business it's only appropriate for me when I, when, um, we're already agreed to let, let's say we're meeting, and there, let's say we're both in a first meeting and then we're going to meet for a second meeting, and I don't want to disrupt, and I'll say my meeting's going five minutes late, or something like that. And if it, if I know the person, you know, it's someone I do business with regularly. Right, I would not have a relationship, so it's gone right. past the in, the introduction, and it's a more personal relationship. I would not text a stranger or yeah, or someone you're just before. getting to know. Right. right. Well, why, well, why is it? That's interesting. Why that is, but there's something about it that's very familiar. Well, I I don't know. It's it. But you're exactly right. When we, when we approach someone and we meet them for the first time, we need to make sure that we are following all the proper rules and guidelines, you know, because people don't, don't really realize how much they're going to like us until they want to like us. Okay. <laughs> so texting is um, just for if you know someone well and use it sparingly. Emailing, proper format, proper English, proper grammar, and punctuation. Punctuation and also using a, a, a greeting and a closing. Okay. Um, let's talk about let's talk about your work, um, Jill. I want to talk start with you. Um, what is a guerrilla PR campaign all about? Well, guerrilla publicity is really about using time and imagination instead of a ton of money. So realistically, what we want to do is focus in on how and what your message is. So that's really where I always start with clients. What's your message? That's my favorite mantra. Mm-hmm. What's your message? And as we look at that, the question becomes, what's the problem out there? In other words, what problem can you solve and where do you fit in? Remember we talked about the fitting into the current news, fitting into the problems out there, fitting into the trends of today, the talk of today, what's on the news. That's where you fit in. And so 
with that, I really want people to look at the problem, the focus out there, and where they fit in. And that's first. That's how you develop and create a, a guerrilla PR campaign because then you get to really talk to people in a language that's simple and easy. And speaking of that, I think uh, I'd really like to say five-year-old language. you got to speak in five-year-old language. I mean, even today I'm, I'm saying pretty high-level PR concepts and I'm doing them in really simple language, if you notice. Okay. Very simple language. Right. Um, but what if this, the, the message is just, let's say, an announcement of something? It's not, um, it's not a, whatever the work is that the person is doing, um, it, it is the secondary. But let's say they, let's say they just have an announcement. Um, uh, let's say it's a business leader who changed position from, Company A to Company B. It is. Is, is there a guerrilla campaign in that, or that would be a different kind of? Well, you know what? If that's what's happening, that is not a PR campaign. What that is 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 exactly that. What you said. It's called an announcement. Okay. And an announcement goes into places like the people section in your local business journal. I know Dallas has had this as part of her strategy the entire time from our work together, and it creates focus on your name and creating what I like to refer to as the I've heard of her somewhere syndrome. Mm -hmm. So that's really hot. And uh, that's specifically an announcement. It doesn't generate news, I have to tell you. Not typically. What it generates is name visibility and credibility, which is what you want to do when you're generating PR. So that's a great thing. How do you let a client down when they come to you thinking that their little story is a big story or their their announcement is, is really newsworthy, but you know inside it's not? How do you, with good manners, tell them? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, well, with good manners is always the key, isn't it? (laughs) A couple things. One is I just, I lay it straight. I'm a straight shooter. It's like, no offense, but this is not going to work from a PR perspective. I think Dallas and I might have had that conversation once or twice. And I think every person, you know, as much as they want to focus on their business and their product or their services, Like both Dallas and I have books, but the whole rest of the world could care less. You've got to apply it to what's important to the audience, the media audience. In other words, what do the readers, viewers, and listeners care about, not what do you care about. So that's how I say it to people, Mm -hmm. that it's not really about what you care about, but what's important to others. That's what's key. Okay. So that goes sort of back to um, what Dallas's point, right? <laughs> What's important to others is is, is part of uh, also her business. Um, so, so Dallas, tell me some of your clients that you're working with. What kind of clients come to you? Well, um, I, yesterday I did a, a golf etiquette seminar for a company called Robinson & Morton. They built hospitals around the country. Mm-hmm. I work with meeting planners and uh, convention planners to do seminars and workshops. Um, Tell me what goes on in a workshop of yours. Well, I can do anything from basic business etiquette, things from proper handshakes to eye contact, how you work a room, to dining etiquette, how to um, basically how to, how to basically show your to present yourself as a guest, what you do as a guest. There are certain rules in that. Also, what you do as a host. Do you find that that um, powerful business leaders are off the mark a lot and 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 don't know how to act? And they're learning a lot from your seminars. I mean, are you shocked by that, or? Well, let me answer it this way. I don't. I'm not necessarily shocked anymore. 
I think that if anyone has gone to a dinner or let's say you go to a convention or you're at a seminar, you can look around the table and it's obvious who doesn't know um, what they should be doing with their silverware, the utensils, where to put their napkin. But, Dallas, I have to ask because, you know, honestly, and I, as a speaker, and you know we're often at banquets and you're absolutely right, but I, I don't think it is common knowledge. Maybe, maybe you can give even a, a quickie, you know, what's what, where on the table. I think that's really helpful for people. Well, let me, let me offer this to the audience, okay? I think that a good, good way for people to um, avoid being confused when they find themselves at a conference, and um, a good thing to remember is BMW. That is not texting. That is, <laughs> that is just an acronym that means bread, meal, and water. In other words, your bread with plate should be on the left side, your meal is in the middle, and all drinks and beverages are on the right side. Isn't that easy? <laughs> yeah. So, But, see, learning those types of things, what happens is, Maureen, is that um, in my sessions I can give them these tools that take away uh, the frustration and the insecurity so they can focus on being their best self and building a relationship. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so um, are, do you consider yourself a publicist? Because it's sort of a... Public relations has so many meanings. Do you consider yourself in, in the world of public relations, or, or is it sort of a separate? I really consider myself a bridge, really um, a bridge to help people become their best self. To get, un, I like to say, to get beyond themselves, think beyond what they where they currently are and where they could be. So, really helping people individually be their best self. Well, how, do, how do clients find you? Well, they find me through personal referrals. Um, I actually was on the cover of a magazine called um, uh, Personal Excellence that's oh. uh, that's a national magazine. I'm quoted in several industry publications, mm-hmm. and I write columns and things of that nature. So it's, uh, it's amazing, the people that do find me. But I would say the best source right now is personal referrals. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And, Jill, how do, you, how do your clients find you? Typically, they find me because I speak all over the country and all over the world, actually, uh, about topics of publicity or how to network effectively or how to be influential. So I, I usually do it that way. They find me that way, and people are in my seminars that I'm already teaching, and then they choose to do my crash courses in publicity or consult with me privately. So that tends, that tends to work really well. Okay, and I think I'm getting a, um, a, another notice that we have to go on break. But um, when we come back, I want to get into specifics, Jill, about some of the clients that you have gotten um, and uh, talk about some of your bigger campaigns that you're most proud of. And we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network.
Webster's Dictionary defines a vertex as the highest point, the summit. The word vertex is derived from Latin, meaning to turn or to spin. If you have a product or service that needs exposure to a desired marketplace, shouldn't the idea be to reach the summit? To turn the tide of public opinion in your favor? To put some positive spin on so that success is in your future? If you run a major corporation and pay for expensive in-house public relations services, or if you're working from home, you need to know how to promote your new product or service, or if you fall somewhere in between. Vertex Communications, a public relations firm, is here to turn the tide on public opinion for you and your product. Vertex Communications, helping you communicate to the Vertex. Contact Vertex Communications at VertexPR.com to get an honest, straightforward assessment of your PR profile and a plan that will work for you, not against you. That's V-E-R-T-E-X-P-R.com. Communicate to the Vertex. Technology is changing the way we live our lives and how we do business. On CIO Talk Radio, we talk about the benefits of technology and the great things it allows us to do, as well as its risks. Heard every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, Sunjo Gall interviews business leaders and other experts that are shaping the way we use technology. To learn more about this show, visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Keep up with the changing world of technology and listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjo Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Business. Cision's communication intelligence allows organizations to tell their story effectively. Whether they're speaking to TV networks or social networks, the company's Cision Point web platform integrates the world-class Bacon's Media Database with global media monitoring and analysis services. It gives communications professionals the tools they need to optimize their performance and build corporate and brand reputation. Find us on the web at www.us.cision.com. That's us.cision.com. C-I-S-I-O-N dot com. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. Listening to PR Insider with your host Maureen Kettis, brought to you by Cision on the web at us.cision.com. Maureen and her guests would love to hear from you during the live show. Please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also email your questions to be addressed on the show. Send your email to Maureen at prinsider.biz. That's Maureen at prinsider.biz. Now back to the show welcome back again to pr insider we are sponsored by cision and if you missed any of our show don't forget you can always go to prinsider.biz or voiceamerica.com uh the business channel um and we can uh, get you a 24 7 on demand you can listen anytime um we if you just joined us we are talking with dallas teague snyder from MakeYourBestImpression.com and Jill Lublin from JillLublin.com. That's L-U-B-L-I-N. Welcome back to the show, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. So we, we started on the break talking about hugging and kissing. Um, <laughs> we were talking about do you hug at a business meeting? Um, and, and, and Dallas, um, uh, you were saying that in the South you hug. So tell us about hugging. Well, when I say that, there are huggers and there are non-huggers, and there are two types of people, not huggers and non-huggers. <laughs> um, so um, 
actually there's a there's something that happened to me and I am someone that like Jill I'm a very warm and an open person and uh I was at a conference with a colleague of mine and a couple of clients. Well the the old the I'm gonna say old, but the friend from you know, a longtime friend afterwards hugged me and so you know, we were just kind of talking about what had been going on the last twenty years or so and then my client was next to me and we hugged and then there were two people that were relatively new to the group and so then here's my dilemma do I hug or do I not hug mm. you know because I've hugged two people already right these and are people I don't really know again, you don't know them <laughs> yeah so do I hug them or do I put my hand and say you're not worthy of a hug so <laughs> so this is what I actually did so I so in a split second I, I hugged one they were fine I hugged the other not so fine Mm. So I thought, well, how do I strategize? Because etiquette is really about how you handle a situation. Mm-hmm. The, that's really what it means. And so I said, well, the way that you would handle a situation like that in the future is that if you had two people that you were very close to, you could shake hands with the people that you don't know very well first and then proceed to hug the people towards the end of the, you know, of, of the um Goodbye. Right. So, you know, so that's the way you can think about things. So our failures aren't always something that we need to lament over forever, but we can take those things and learn them. So the next, you know, learn from them. So the next time that happens, you'll know exactly what to do. Right. I, I've said, I've said, oh, do you want a hug too? You know, I yeah. So um, I wanted to talk, Jill, I wanted to ask you about um, this sort of use everything you've got Um you know, we always we, we try to use our instincts in in things, but in in PR, you, you you have this phrase: use everything you've got. What do you mean by that? Well, what I mean by that is you have to use everything that happens to you in life, your 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 ethnicity, your background, the, your circumstances. Uh, anything you're in business with your family, uh, something. Uh, for instance, a CPA I was talking to told me that his wife was bipolar as well as his child. Uh, Dallas has quite an interesting history too that we've used at different times. So you want to use that. And, and in fact, with my own circumstance, I actually fractured. Dallas mentioned I showed up for a speaking engagement in a wheelchair because I had fractured both ankles. Mm-hmm. Can you believe it? Fractured both ankles. Mm-hmm. And was really out of commission for about four and a half months. And one thing about an accident that will happen, at least for me, is that those dreams that you've been dreaming all of a sudden come to the forefront and you better get moving on it, you know? And right. I think that's really what happened for me. So I started a TV show, because that had been a dream brewing in my heart, uh, to do an inspiring show about hope and giving people hope. And, in fact, I call it Messages of Hope. And it's actually on my website at jilllublin.com. But I just I started doing a TV show, actually shooting it, and now it airs on Comcast wow. and Cox Cable Networks across the nation, and that is something I'm actually working on now on syndicating and taking to a whole next level. Oh, my gosh. And what do you do on the show? Tell me the format. Well, typically what I do is interview uh, wonderful guests who have inspiring stories of hope, things they've overcome, stories about their life, personal issues that, that have happened to them and how they've overcome it and become better people or what they've gone through. Mm-hmm. I've done shows on everything from obsessive compulsive disorder to a woman who was basically held hostage by her boyfriend. I mean, that's just all kinds of wild stories, great stories. People have written wonderful books. Uh, Marcy Shymoff, who wrote a book called Happy for No Reason. Uh-huh. All kinds of great people talking about really how to be more hopeful 
and having inspi- inspiration in their, in their lives to lead them forward. Sound, you both sound like, you know, if you were my clients, I, I would put you both on Oprah. <laughs> I think both of you could be a whole show, you know. Well, we, we'll take that. <laughs> and, um, Jill, uh, you also have this, uh, you also have a radio show yourself, right? Do the Dream? I do, and that's a very similar format. The funny thing is I've actually been doing stories like this for a really long time, and when I work with clients, I'm always looking for what's the story underneath the story. It's actually a talent of mine and a gift that is to be able to find the story under the story. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always into inspiring others with, because, um, you know, frankly, I know how much media matters, and I know how to make a difference with it and how impactful it is. So I've always used media as one of my sources as a host to be able to help other people. Right. And Networking Magic, um, the book that was did so well, you know, in a, in a nutshell, what was the ma- main lesson from that book? What was that about? Well, the main lesson is, is to focus on connecting people, to make things, good things happen for others in terms of connections and contacts. And right. I love to connect. But I want to tell you something. You know, people say practice a random act of kindness every day, and I actually practice a conscious act of kindness every day. <laughs> so just really reaching out to help to do something, and it will just lead back to um, good for everyone. Absolutely. Connect where you can. Look for ways to make associations happen between people to make their dreams come true and to support others with what's important to them. Well, we only have a couple minutes left. I just want to get from both of you what you have coming up next. Dallas, what's uh, what's on the uh, burner for you? Well, I'm doing a few local seminars actually in in town uh, in the Birmingham area, mm-hmm. uh, and I will be taking those on the road as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I'm going to be working with an organization that uh, we're putting the pieces together now to do women's seminars across the country on building self-esteem and mm-hmm. uh, really getting past limiting beliefs. So when that comes about, I'll let you know. Wonderful. And, you can, again, you can find Alice at MakeYourBestImpression.com. And, Jill, what do you have uh Well, I have crash courses in publicity coming up all across the nation, Tuesday, July 14th in Los Angeles, August 10th in Dallas, Texas, uh, and uh, across the nation September in Nashville and Las Vegas, all kinds of places. And And that's really a a powerful one-day course where people can actually focus in on getting their publicity, real tactics, real documents that you leave with to get started and accelerate your publicity career. Wonderful. And we can find Jill at JillLublin.com. You can find out more information. Thanks for listening today. I'm your host, Maureen Kettis. I want to thank my sponsor, Cision, and I want to thank my theme music composer, Doran Roberts Kettis, and my executive producer, Mr. John Missile, who is just awesome. Don't forget to go to PRInsider.biz and sign up for our weekly reminders. And don't forget to email your questions and comments. We won't, we won't crowd your inbox. I'll be very polite. Mark your calendars. We're on live every Friday, 9 a.m. Uh, Pacific time. And until then, don't forget to relate to your public, whoever they may be. That's it for now. Thanks again for listening to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis. PR Insider is brought to you by Cision, helping communications experts navigate the sea of social media. Visit them on the web at us.cision.com. And make sure you join us again next Friday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Network. Have a great week. Thanks 
again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.